They're not good enough to start. They're not even good enough to play. But they do talk a good game. So come join Lou and Jose from the sidelines where all the best sports discussions happen anyway. Welcome in to the Bench Warmers Podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, it's funny. I, I had a feeling you would say that. I actually think the bigger news is the, the teams that won um, and lose the Super Bowl than, than Tom Brady retiring. Um, because I feel like it was kind of like, like I'm not really overly surprised by it. Um, it was more like reflecting on his career, but I don't think there's a, a long order, honestly. So if you want to do Brady first, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I. it's more that I feel like Brady almost picks up a segment by himself. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can do a longer thing about Brady next week. Yeah, when we have nothing. Except the right. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, I mean, it might be it might be good to like maybe like a have a you know a, all, a top ten all time quarterbacks list or something like that. Yeah. As you know, something something off those along those lines possibly. Welcome into the program, everyone. I am Lou Ruggieri. That is Jose Ortiz. And this is the Benchwarmers Podcast. Wherever, whenever, and however you happen to be listening, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We're going to try to make it worth your while. Uh, this is Season 2, Episode 38, our 88th show overall. You can go back and listen to all of our previous shows if you'd like. iHeartRadio, Amazon, Odyssey, Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at the Benchwarmers Podcast. Please follow, rate, review. We need all the support we can get. Uh, not not a super long show this week, uh, but a couple big ticket items to get to. Obviously, we had championship weekend, which is one of the most exciting weekends in football. Uh, and Jose, your 49ers, we'll, we'll touch on them in a second. Uh, my condolences. But uh, the, the hot off the presses, I just we'll just jump right into it. Tom Brady officially announces his retirement from football after 22 seasons uh just knee-jerk reaction when you first heard it what what went through your head it was an end of a great career i i actually went through like the stages that i had with uh tom brady where early in his career i thought he was just lucky and not really that good i mean anyone who's followed me basically like when i was younger and spoke to me i i was just very critical of tom brady just not you know kind of being in the right place at the right time with the right coach and the right players. But as he kept playing and, and, and just kept dominating and kept winning and breaking records, that narrative kind of evaporated in my brain. And he's unquestionably the greatest quarterback of all time, maybe possibly, probably the greatest football player of all time. And honestly could possibly be the greatest professional American professional sports athlete of all time. Uh-huh. It's tough. It's tough to call somebody an athlete when they can't really run. <laughs> Fair enough. But it did take him what nineteen years to to run a thousand yards, I think. But yeah, he still got there. Yeah, I mean, this I was surprised because I thought that you know he kept saying he was going to play till he was forty five, and he turns forty five this summer. So I thought I was pretty convinced, especially after you know a five thousand plus yard season, and he threw forty plus touchdowns. I I thought that he'd be back for one more year. I did, um, but. Obviously not. He's got other things to do and other plans. And maybe he sees the the writing on the walls. But, you know, it, it made me think, actually, because I was in denial at first. And I, I think when you texted me that, the first thing I said, I was like, I'm, I'm going to wait to see if it's actually true or not. And that's 
that's what I did. <laughs> and then today it came out that it's, yep, it's official. So I started yeah. thinking, though, in kind of a weird tangent, do you think that that announcement combined with the Sean Payton news from last week might make the Falcons keep Matt Ryan for another year? Because I was connecting the dots because all of a sudden one of the toughest divisions in football now seems like it's wide open again. So that, you know, that what we thought was the last hurrah for Matt Ryan and the Falcons that they would rebuild this year might might not even be true. That's a great point. I actually hadn't thought about that. And I do think if you're the Falcons at this point, you've got to think about going all in on your roster right now to put Matt Ryan in position. You know, what what's the best position you could put him in for the next year or two? Maybe you go to Matt Ryan, ask him to restructure his contract to create some extra room, but you, you absolutely have to draft at least, uh, I mean, they need a running back and a wide receiver and probably some offense. They need so many. That's the one issue though. They need, they have so many holes on all sides of the football field that I just, I'm not sure that they can close the gap quickly enough, but yes, you do go all in right now. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Too. I mean, your only real competition is probably going to be Carolina. And even then that's not that much, but um, they do need a lot of help. You're right. And so we'll see. Should be interesting. So let's just move on. We'll get to we'll get to the games. So we'll start. We'll get it out of the way. Your San Francisco 49ers losing to the L.A. Rams. And I, I'm not going to say I told you so, but, you know, it is really hard to beat the same team three times in one season. We've seen it over and over. And up to this point, the Niners, I think, are six and oh against Sean McVay, which was is a really impressive stat considering how good the Rams have been over the last few years. Um, but this game, I, I don't know. First of all, this game was kind of boring to watch for the first couple quarters. It was just kind of like low scoring, you know, defense. People just, you know, a lot of kind of clumsy mistakes. We saw Cooper Cup drop a couple passes, even though he caught 11 of them. Uh, and just not great football, it felt like. And then in the second half, it kind of everything got turned up a notch. And I just... I really felt bad for Jimmy Garoppolo because the the worst way that that game could end is with Jimmy throwing an interception. And that is exactly how it ended. What 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 went through your head when he with that last like heave while he's falling down, trying to get rid of the ball to avoid a sack? What was going through your head? I mean, honestly. it, It was the same thing that had been going through my head the entire day that our offense wasn't good enough. It's like. You know, like, I think I texted you this before. It's like, you can only do so many jet sweeps and options, this and, and these trickery plays so much. And, and that's how the 49ers find a way to get space and score. And it's been successful for them. But at some point, you've, like, you've got to be able to run an offense. And when I'm watching that play, the, the entire time, it's like, get rid of the ball. You know, just throw like why? Why does he hold on to the ball so long sometimes? Yeah. And I just yeah, maybe the guys aren't open, or maybe the window is too small for you to fit it in because you're not a good enough quarterback. Like I don't really know what the answer is. Like I'd have to sit there, look at the all twenty-two. Oh, this guy was open. That guy was open. And it's also different when you have people running down your face and me just watching from a video screen, right? So <laughs> it's completely different. And I don't, you know, the, the forty-nine. Like, Look, you're right. Where you, you said you told me so, but at the end of the day, this was a game the 49ers had a chance to win and honestly probably should have won. Look, you're up 17 to 7 in the fourth quarter. 
Yep. But we've seen this song and dance with the 49ers. We've seen them have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. And the offense just, once you put the screws to them, they can't move the ball traditionally. You, you just need a guy who can drop back three steps, hit a guy in the slant, get six yards. Drop back, hit a guy, you know, for 10 yards. Like, You've got to be able to move the ball. They gained 44 yards in the fourth quarter and held the ball for four, less than four minutes. They did nothing. It, like, and, and meanwhile, the the Rams had a quarterback that could make that could and was making plays in the fourth quarter. And so, if there's anything that like any lasting impression that I would have of Jimmy Garoppolo is just he's a decent game manager, but when the game is on the line, it's really hard to to trust him to like to to orchestrate a two minute drive or to 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 bring the team back down the field. He can do it from time to time, but. With any level of consistency, especially in against an elite defense in a must-pass situation where your running game is not really working, it just wasn't just wasn't good enough. And I almost I, I'm not even really that upset about the loss because from the beginning of the game, I could tell that the Rams were clearly the better team. Yeah. And the 49ers were just really lucky to be even in the game. But you know, you're up 17 to thir- seven in the fourth quarter. You're like, okay, we got to close this. We we shouldn't be up right now. We should probably be losing. But fine, you have a 10-point lead. You got you to find a way to close. And they couldn't do it. Yeah, and I think that was, that was, big, uh, that was big watching that in the beginning of the game because the 49ers, I mean, their entire game plan is predicated on running the ball. And that's, you know, that's what they do. That's how they set up the pass. That's how they keep Jimmy G out of trouble. And it just, I mean, you could tell the Rams were just not having it. It was just not, they were not going to allow it. And the, the numbers bear it out. I mean, you know, Debo Samuel, who is unbelievable at running and catching, only had seven carries for 26 yards. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell had 11 carries for 20 yards. You know, and then it's Jimmy Garoppolo for one carry with, for four yards. And that's it. You know, their their receivers didn't even have that big a game. I mean, George Kittle was non-existent in this game. I don't know if he, they just had him on lockdown or he was hurt or what. He, but He got missed on a completely wide open throw in the first quarter from Jimmy Garoppolo. That probably should have been a touchdown. Also that, yes. <laughs> it's just, aside aside from just, that. No, you're I don't right. mean to cut you off. I'm just so upset about that last part. Like, just, <laughs> just like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know what? Now I'm upset again because, like, it literally, I believe if we had Ryan Tannehill as our quarterback, we're in the Super Bowl right now. If we have Dak Prescott as our quarterback, we're in the Super Bowl right now. If we had Kyler Murray, like, maybe Kyler Murray's a bad example because he's a really good quarterback. Just almost any quarterback above the Baker line, we're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And it just, it, you know, but. On the other side, I mean, Stafford did miss a couple of wide open guys yeah. too, but he made more than he missed. And honestly, I mean, the Niners' defense played well enough up yeah. front. You know, Nick Bosa got to Matt Stafford. He had a, a sack and a half. You know, uh, Fred Warner had ten total tackles. I mean, they they did well enough, but their corners just got smoked. Cooper Cup, eleven receptions, one hundred and forty two yards, two touchdowns. Odell Beckham, with his renaissance continuing, nine receptions for one hundred and thirteen yards. I mean, they they put the screws. To San Francisco yeah. through the air, and even you know Matt Stafford did have one very bad interception, and I, when I saw that, it was kind of like, oh, uh, uh, this is gonna be it. And then Jimmy Garoppolo said, no, anything you can do, I can do better or worse. And of I course, guess. the dropped interception in the fourth quarter that probably cost us the game as well. I, you know, it just there were there were opportunities to win this game, and the 49ers didn't capitalize on it. Uh, I'm just, I'm just the thinking about like you're right the secondary that's you know as i'm looking forward i i you know when tom when i saw the tom brady announcement that he's retired I was like okay well at least 
the path just got a little bit easier, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the to the uh, Broncos, Broncos or something yeah. like that, and the path gets easier. That's the one thing I can take away from the from as a positive. The 49ers got to this point having subpar quarterback play. In theory, that play should imp- I mean improve. We'll see because I I don't have the biggest hope for rookie quarterbacks all, almost any situation. But perhaps the 49ers can build off of this and you know maybe maybe go a little bit further. But as you know, it's so tough to predict things year to year. Everyone could be injured next season and be another wasted year. So happy with the season overall, disappointed with the game. Yeah, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, it's not like it, it affects the 49ers anyway, because if anything, it's yeah, good for sure. Aaron Rodgers, because the 49ers <laughs> have been steamrolling him for the last what, four times they've met. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was thinking, though, I, I don't know if you would take this trade. If, if Pat Green Bay traded Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers for Trey Lance and, say, two first-round draft picks. Yes. You would do that? Yeah? Yes, in okay. a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. What about what if it's three first round picks and Trey Lance? Well, I mean, I probably would take it still, but like, I, you're literally giving away first round because we gave away this year and next year, so you yeah. have to give away like first round draft picks till like 2027. Um, I I'd have to really think about how long I think Aaron Rodgers plays. If I think we can get him for two to three more years, I absolutely make the trade. Yeah, I think that's the question because yeah, you're giving up. I mean you have a, an asset in Trey Lance that you don't really know his value yet because yeah. you just haven't seen him. So I think, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's pretty good, pretty good judge of character when it comes to quarterback. So if, if anybody can get something out of him, it's him, but if he gets rid of him, then I guess that's pretty telling. Well, my last hope on this. And the last thing I'll say is like, if you look at uh, this is a dream, right? But if you look at a few years ago, uh, Kansas city chiefs had Alex Smith, who I think is far better than uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but had Alex Smith, they kind of realized that they had hit their ceiling and and the wisely the year before had traded up to draft a guy named Patrick Mahomes, who has been to four consecutive AFC championship games since then. And I, I'm hoping that that's the same narrative that happens with Trey Lance, uh, the, the Trey Lance, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo transition. We'll see. I mean, that's, that's a big that's ask, dream. It's, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. But uh, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, we're going to take a quick break and come back. And then we have to talk about the shock of the weekend yeah. Bengals beating the Chiefs so let's uh step out for just a moment we'll be right back on the Benchwarmers podcast thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers podcast follow along with us on the Benchwarmers podcast on Facebook and Instagram and don't forget to review us on iTunes Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts welcome back to the Benchwarmers podcast where being all talk is actually a good thing now back to the action or talk I guess Welcome back to the program, everyone. Already in progress. I'm Henry. That's Billy Ortiz, and you're listening to the Benjamin Podcast, Season Two, Episode 80, uh, 88 overall, our 38th episode in this second season. iHeartRadio, Amazon Odyssey, Anchor, Google Podcasts, pretty much everywhere and anywhere you get a podcast, you can go and listen and support us if you'd like. Uh, just got done. Kind of, we're going to talk more about Tom Brady next week because next week is sort of the barren wasteland and it's it's the most depressing week in in sports i think because there's just nothing it's just all this excitement and then you're waiting and waiting and waiting for the super bowl so we'll we'll touch more on brady and kind of maybe do some stuff with that next week and we'll give you our official super bowl picks next week uh because again we just need we're gonna everyone's gonna be doing that next week so 
we're gonna jump on that bandwagon. But for now, let's uh, the shock of the century. I mean, this wow, Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City 27-24 in overtime. And I I'll tell you, Jose, I watch these games uh after the fact. I always watch NFL Game Pass, which is the best sports investment I've ever made because I can watch every game I, whenever I want and my schedule is a little weird so it's hard for me to watch games live and I went to this game I actually watched the Rams game first and I, I forgot that it was in a different order so I was but I was fully expecting when I turned this on that the Chiefs had already won because I think I heard Joe Buck say something about uh, the the 49ers playing the Chiefs and I think that what he said was, you know, something about losing to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I think was what he was. So I went back and listened to it. But I was like, oh, wow. All right. Interesting. And so I just fully expected the Chiefs to win. And I kept watching this game. And I was like, Bengals are not going away. The yeah. Bengals are still, they're, still, they're still fighting. And I, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm really happy for the Bengals. I, I'm honestly shocked. Yeah. I, I don't really have much more reaction. I mean, I said, like, the – the, the the Chiefs just couldn't de- couldn't deliver the knockout blow, which is really surprising. It, 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 you're up big. They they had they you know they had the gaff at the end of the first half where they probably should have gotten three points and maybe this game is over if they get those three points, honestly. Mm. But they didn't get it. Kudos to the Bengals for coming up with the stop. Really bad clock management by Andy Reid and and the and Patrick Mahomes there, honestly. Uh, but it just seemed weird the second half. I don't I don't know what happened to the Chiefs offense. And it kind of reminded me of one of the things we had been you had been saying over the last two years, really, about the Packers, that they needed to add another weapon for Aaron Rodgers. And I kept saying to you, well, they have the number one offense, you know, well, they're, you know, they're they're doing just fine. You know, it just it, I don't think that's the problem. And I'm starting to wonder if, you know, you, you look at this Chiefs and it's like, well, Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey were able to do their thing, but it this offense just goes to sleep at times. It's really weird. Like they'll be dominant for like five minutes, ten, like a full quarter or a full half, and then just go to sleep. And I don't quite understand. The only thing I can think of is that maybe they're missing that possession type number two receiver who can move help uh, move the chains. I, I don't really know what it is, but Byron Pringle and Demarcus uh, Robinson and um, Nicole Hardman. Haven't really filled that void, and there's the obviously the talent level in the backfield hasn't been up to snuff when you have Jarek McKinnon as your starter uh, ahead, not your starter, but basically taking significant reps away from uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, your former first-round pick. I just, you, you know, I know you can look at the defense and say they should have made plays, but I, I kind of look at this the same way the 49ers. Like, you got to go out there and, and deliver a knockout blow. You're up in this game for most of the most of the game. Go deliver a knockout blow and put this game away. Yeah, and I will say this. I mean, the Bengals uh, just had, I mean, the second half that their corners were playing out of their yeah. minds. Awuzie and Eli Apple with, I mean, you talk about a comeback. I mean, that, that dude, you know, he was left for dead when he was on the Giants. Yep. And he has made a spectacular comeback. And I think... You know, obviously, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are going to get the lion's share of the credit for this team. And as they should, because uh, they're the centerpieces. You know, Joe Mixon is is probably a little undervalued, you know, but he is a great running back. 21 carries for 88 yards in that game. And 
but I think that the secondary and the defensive moves that Cincinnati made in the offseason really have shown through, especially in this game, in that second half. And it felt, you know, like like I said, the cornerbacks did a fantastic job on keeping keeping their the superstars in check. Travis Kelsey still had 10 receptions, fine. You know, Tyreek Hill had seven receptions for 78 yards, but it's not cra- you know, he doesn't have a 250-yard receiving game mm-hmm. or a three-touchdown game for Travis Kelsey. They did what they were supposed to do when they forced two interceptions out of Patrick Mahomes. And it just felt like it, it, almost like what you're saying, the chiefs, it almost felt like when they were up, you know, 21, three, it, it yep. felt like it, it almost was reversed. Like if the score had been reversed, you almost felt like the chiefs would be better off because they're so, it seems like they're so much more comfortable playing from behind when they have that spark, you know, that little kick in the rear that says, okay, turn it on, let's go. And it was the opposite, and I don't know if they just got complacent. I don't know if Mahomes was hurt in the second half. I don't mm. know if the the adjustments that the Bengals made were just that good against Andy Reid. But, I mean, they talk about the tale of two halves. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was spectacular in the first half, and just, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo better than Patrick Mahomes did in the second half. Yeah, it's it's really hard to explain. Uh, it just really doesn't make any sense. It's like I said, the only thing I can think of is – uh, he needs another another wide receiver out there to to help with move, moving the ball. I, I think one of the things that the the Bengals did a good job of is well, I mean this sounds really simple, but contesting every pass and making tackles. I, I know that it sounds like oh yeah, of course you should contest every pass and make tackles, but it's not always so easy to do when you have such a fast team. And the Bengals did a good job of swarming to the ball yep. uh, and and limiting extra yards after the catch. And when you limit yards after the catch uh, against the Chiefs, they're not quite the same explosive team that we're used to seeing. Uh, and I, I, th- I think you're right. Maybe the Bengals, they, they, they made some adjustments in the secondary, and the Chiefs never really made a successful counter move after that. Yeah, and the thing that I, I, I couldn't help but think about was the Buffalo Bills. You know, because it felt like, you know, after that game last week, we kind of just assumed that Kansas City had yep. vanquished their toughest opponent and were kind of cruising to the Super Bowl and probably another Super Bowl win. And yet it's funny because Buffalo Bills have their they have two all-pro safeties in their secondary and yet they got lit up by Kansas City and yet the Bengals they definitely don't they don't have any all-pros somehow locked that same team down a week later. So it's just it it just it's so funny the way the NFL works. Yeah. Sometimes where the Bills just it felt like the Bills were on the cusp of a championship. And yet here we are. And the Bengals somehow come out on top. Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, everything you just said there, I, I don't really have much more to add. It just I want to add to that. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk only about the Chiefs. I'm very happy for the Bengals. They've basically been mired in me- mediocrity and just bad football. For most of my entire life, really. I mean, most of the last 30 years, yep. uh, I don't even really want to put in limitations on where they can go as a team at this point. They've been surprising me all year long. I was surprised that they were able to put it together. At you know, they, they at the end of the game, they were able to run the ball successfully with with um, Joe Mixon to run out the clock. They really just executed down the stretch at the end of the game, and the Chiefs didn't, and. I think Mahomes also in the second half, maybe you're right about the injury. Like 
I don't know what happened to his accuracy in the second half. It wasn't just guys dropping passes. It wasn't just offensive line. It was Mahomes was missing on a lot of throws that he normally hits on. So, yeah, and so it's. I mean, it's just interesting. It's funny how the you know there's always that. It kind of felt like Cincinnati was the, the Cinderella team, mm-hmm. and Kansas City just was predestined. And yet here we are. I think I guess maybe the Bengals being so so young, you know, with Burrow and Jamar Chase, it's kind of like they don't they don't know how hard it is to do what they just did. You know, it's kind of like, well, yeah, of course we're going to win. Like they haven't mm-hmm. been beaten down by, you know, the, the Brady's or the Manning's or the breezes or the Rogers mm-hmm. over, 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 over again. And they just went out and they, I mean, they had nothing to lose and they, they played that way and they came out on top. So good for them. Um, let's recap. Cause we have to touch on, uh, we made our bets this, this last week we took, you know, points we did all throughout the playoffs. I think, are we tied up now? What's the what's the no score? no? I'm actually a one game ahead of you. So we both took the Chiefs. So we, we heading into week uh, this this AFC Championship or Championship week, we both took the Chiefs. We both lost. We were both uh, eight and two heading into the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both lost to the Chiefs. You took the Rams minus three and a half. I took the 49ers plus three and a half. Yep. The, the, the 49ers lost, but they did cover at the hook. And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, that puts me at nine and three, and you at eight and four. Um, I don't know if we're gonna make our picks yet, but no. the Rams are at this moment minus four and a half. I, I, I think it's a good line. Uh, I kind of feel like the Rams. You know, it's just if you don't win it now, when are you gonna win it? You know, yeah. not like if I'm the Rams, and I don't. This is no disrespect to the to the Bengals, but if I'm the Rams, I'm thrilled that I didn't have to see Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to have to see Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to have to see Josh Allen. Like, this feels like, well, I got the 49ers in the, in the AFC, in the FC championship game. Great. And now I get the Bengals and not, you know, like not one of these other teams, the Bengals can be really, really good, but we saw that their offensive line can be beat uh, against the Tennessee Titans and Aaron Donald might have a field day uh, going up against that offensive line. So, We'll see what they can do. Uh, they were able to stop the running at the 49ers. You would imagine they're going to have similar success against the Bengals. The Bengals do have, you know, you, know, the, you would imagine Jalen Ramsey is going to be on Jamar Chase for the most of the game. Mm-hmm. And to, but they do have T. Higgins, who's another standout wide receiver, who's probably going to play a big role in what they are able to do or not able to do. Um, C.J. Uzama is another player, a uh, tight end. For the Bengals, who could have a, a, a role, this is, I, I kind of feel like the Bengals are in here playing with the house's money. So that might be the one thing where the Rams, you just mortgaged everything to to basically put yourself in this position, and now you're here, and it, there's no there was no guarantees you get back here next year. So this is the time to win if you're the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a lot more pressure on the Rams. I mean, Joe Joe Burrow is kind of just playing. Yeah, he's he's got it made. I mean, he's set. He doesn't have to do he, he doesn't really have to do anything else except just not look terrible in the Super Bowl. So I think he'll be able to do that pretty easily. Uh, so, yeah, we have we have a lot. To, we're not going to make our picks this week. We'll do it. We'll save it for next week like the rest of the world. So uh, we have that and some maybe probably some Tom Brady stuff to cover. So and the, and obviously the preview of the Super Bowl. So that's one uh, thing I was one thing I was finding myself thinking about and we can get into this just the impact of the Super Bowl on Matthew Stafford's career. Like, uh, obviously, Joe Burrow, that's great. You get a Super Bowl in your second year. That's that's amazing. But 
Matthew Stafford goes from a really good player to probably a Hall of Famer with the ring. Yeah, I think that he's uh, he above almost anybody else it would benefit from uh, a Super Bowl win for sure. So, all right, well, we'll touch on that and more next week. And uh, like I said, kind of a shorter show because obviously they're we're running low on uh, football, but not to worry. We'll be back next week. So that's going to do it. For Jose Ortiz, I'm Lou Ruggieri, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.